Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard for Spike Mitzvah Romney Cohen. I am Matt Wright, (laughs) and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Mitzvah Romney, wow. That is amazing. Folks, thanks so much for tuning into this amazing episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Uh, We are, of course, everywhere on the internet. Everywhere. MuddyWatersMedia.com, all social media, all podcasting platforms. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, hit the bell, do all the various things. And again, hit the bell. If it's on YouTube, hit the bell. I want your phone to explode with notifications. Share, 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 like, 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 comment, comment, comment. Algorithm, algorithm. We have to defeat the algorithm, the the evil forces of the social media algorithm. Matt? First and foremost... It looks your your microphone like slid up in the middle of that. Now it just looks like you have a very. <laughs> What's happening here? You, you have a very prompt. There, there no. you go. No, I mean yeah, but not. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean you know. First and foremost, allow me to thank the <laughs> wonderful and fine people at siastacava.com for the libertarian Kool Aid that I drink on this and every episode of the Muddied Waters of Freedom. And if you are to yet thank- to try the. Hippie moonshine. Go to siestacava.com today. Siesta.com. Kava. Siestacava.com. Siestacava.com. <laughs> and allow me to thank Le Ble for this delicious water that I just got. Ulubanaka. Ulubanaka. We have all sorts of fun. We have a special guest coming up. But first, we're going to try to make money off of you. This episode, of course, is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing caucus in the Libertarian Party and the second largest one. And at this rate, going to probably be the first largest one by the end of the summer. 
That's what you've done, America. And if you'd like to help join the party, the caucus, and make this joke into an even bigger one, then come and join us on the Facebook group Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. And if you want to become an official voting member, you need a button or a T-shirt or both. And if you want to do that, you can go to muddywatersmedia.com slash store and buy a button or a T-shirt or both. The Gravy King. Cumberland Cannabis, if you'd like to buy weed from Tennessee, then I have great news for you. CumberlandCannabis.com, CumberlandCannabisCo.com, the Cumberland Cannabis Company, uh, is selling weed that they grew in Tennessee. It's viable, it's ethical, and it's effective weed. And if you want to buy weed on the internet, go to CumberlandCannabisCo.com. And if you can say that three times fast... If you can say CumberlandCanvasCo.com three times fast, call into our anchor line and do it. And do it. Do it. You're not going to get anything, but do it. Just do just it. Do it. Cumberland Cannabis Co. Just, Cumberland Cannabis Co. Cumberland Cannabis Co. See, look, I did it. Can you beat me? Can you beat Spike? But you didn't say dot com. Oh, CumberlandCannabisCo.com, CumberlandCannabisCo.com, CumberlandCannabisCo.com. Wow, yeah. that is tough. If that's you can beat really, me. That's really hard. Linguist that I am. Then let's hear it in the let's hear it in the anchor call-in moment. Anchor.fm slash muddy waters. Joe Salaski is running for governor of Pennsylvania. He's the key to Pennsylvania's success. And if you want to help him become the first libertarian governor in the history of mankind, go to joesolosky.com. That's J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I dot com. Jack Casey has written these two books. What are they about? That we have no idea. They're probably good. I don't know. They might be. What do you think on the what, what do you think's on the cover of the third one? Oh, um, a crown. Right, like I'm like I if I if I'm betting if I'm betting and I've made this bet on other episodes I'm betting it's a crown with it's like crown. pornographic images. Oh wow, a porn crown. A porn crown. Hmm. I mean, that's not a bad bet. That it's a porn crown. Right. It just seems very Jack Casey. Well, he is a cult leader. So. Right. And I'm not sure what started that, that he's a cult leader, but he is a cult leader. So if you want to help a cult leader uh, get money by buying his books that may or may not be terrible, then go to theroyalgreen.com and buy it today. Uh, And again, book three, Crowned by Gold, uh, will be out any day now, I'm I'm sure. Speaking of horrifying things, Adderpan. Hey, want to be really so scared that you can't ever go to bed ever again and you just give up on trying to live a functional life because that involves sleep and you're just horrified at the thought of even opening your eyes because there's going to be some kind of horrific dull monster thing that's going to murder you in front of everyone that you know and love then go play Adderpan. it's available on steam for the low low price of five dollars so if you're into i'm told they're called jump scares or as i call them massive anxiety attacks uh then you can go and look up Adderpan on steam that's not weird at all that people want to do that, but apparently they do. And if you're one of these weirdos, then go to Steam, go download Adderpan, and they're going to have regular updates in case you start to normalize and feel normal like a like an okay person again and you want to get scared all over again. They're going to update it so you can just keep getting more and more scared. And I just don't get the appeal. Adderpan, uh, on, available on Steam, 
Now, here's something that isn't horrifying, and that's Fierce Luxury by Ashley. High-end bags and accessories. Fierce Luxury by Ashley. She uh, has an online consignment shop called, appropriately enough, Fierce Luxury by Ashley. Uh, You can consign your... uh, things there, your products there. And uh, she carries everything from Louis Vuitton to Hermes. 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 But you have to say it like snooty. It's not Hermes. It's not Hermes. It's Hermes. 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 And if you'd like to consign your Hermes with Ashley, uh, she does it for only 30%. That's 20% less than all these other schmucks out there. So go to fierceluxurybyashley.com and get involved in the wonderful world of luxury consignment by Hermes. Mudwater, most appropriately named product ever. Mudwater (laughs) is delicious-ish. In a way, in its own special way, it's kind of like, oh, that's the wrong thing. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it tastes good. I don't feel like I'm selling this very well. If you woke up today and you said, hey, you know what's yummy? Mushrooms and cacao and masala chai, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon. That combination of products is not going to be disgusting at all. And I bet it tastes better than coffee. Well, you're, I guess you're probably right about that. And it's better for you than coffee. So if you want to have this thing, because I've been selling it incredibly today, uh, go to muddywatersmedia.com slash mud. I do use this product and it keeps me this wired all day long. All day long, it keeps me exactly this wired with one-seventh of the caffeine, which really tells you a lot more about me than the product itself. Muddywatersmedia.com slash mud. Also, two quick programming notes. Well, I guess this isn't a programming note, but if you want, hey, do you want a gun? Do you want a shotgun? Do you want a shotgun for $10? Yeah? Well, I got some great news for you. If you want to win this, this GeForce G12 12 gauge home defense shotgun. I've got great news for you. $10 a ticket. We're only selling 150 tickets, which means you will have a one out of 150 shot. The raffle tickets are sold out. Oh, no? Yeah, the raffle tickets are sold out. Oh. Hey, do you want a gun? (laughs) Tough. (laughs) Tough. (laughs) You could have had one for $10, but you didn't buy a ticket fast enough. You could have had for just I bought tickets fast enough. If you had been faster, you could have had this gun, maybe. But you know what? We'll never know. We'll never know. I definitely know. bought tickets fast enough for that one. I bought 150 of them. Um, <laughs> you bought 150 of them? No. I bought okay. two. <laughs> now, I was going to say that's actually a good price for a gun. Just fine. So... You know what isn't too late is <laughs> – you know what isn't too late? Uh, after this show, which I'm sure they'll let me continue to be a part of even after how I performed in this segment, uh, we'll be doing Libertarian Jeopardy. It says at 10, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, it'll be after this show is done. It'll be after this show is done. Uh, we will be doing right here on Muddy Waters Media, Libertarian Jeopardy to help raise money uh, for the upcoming Breaking Boundaries for Liberty event. It's going to be featuring all of your favorite Muddy Waters 
peoples. Matt Wright, the Eskimo libertarian Megan. The Cajun libertarian Noel. <laughs> me. <laughs> me. And Brian Lambrecht are going to be part of this. I'm... I haven't eaten today, so, so I'm actually I'm probably gonna I'm gonna eat while we're doing this. So uh Tony D'Arazio is also playing and Thomas Queter and Superfan oh. Sarah Andreg. Oh, and oh, Jack wow. Casey. And Jack Casey. Jack, do you mean the same Jack Casey that has these books that I refuse to read ever? Yes. Well that Jack Casey a, is going to be playing as well. What great day in the morning, everyone. <laughs> so speaking of great days in the morning. This is a kind of great day, not in the morning, but it is, I'm having a nice day. This is a terrible segue. So we have a guest. We, we, we yes, we have a guest. Um, <laughs> who, I'm glad that this is a few months later because otherwise we'd be contributing to the delinquency of a minor. And so I'm happy now that he's of majority age so he can experience this nightmare of a, of a television program that we have. Um, our guest tonight is 18 years old. And he's running to be judge of elections in his precinct, which is in uh, Cass Township in Schuylkill County. We're going to find out how that's <laughs> how, how, to, how to say that. In a second. How to say that. Uh, in Pennsylvania. Schuylkill. Schuylkill. We're about to find out together. Uh Folks, you're not going to believe how to pronounce this county. Uh, this young man's name, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Mr. Avery Rumberger. Avery, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Doing, doing, doing great. great. How are you doing? I'm good. And Matt, you were close. It's pronounced Schuylkill. Schuylkill. This is Schuylkill? Yep. Schuylkill. I think it's Dutch. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm sure it well, must be. I mean, it's, it's Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yeah, Dutch say, country, it's... as I've learned from the office. Um, <laughs> okay. Schuylkill. In no I way like should that spell better. I like Schuylkill. Well, you live in a fantastic county, Avery. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us the Avery story. What got you into libertarianism, man? So um, what really got me into libertarianism was actually a year ago. Prior to last year, I was a Trump Republican. Um, and I supported him in 2016. Um, granted, I was 13, so I didn't know much about politics. <laughs> but when I supported him and he got into office and he didn't keep his campaign promises, I was like, what, what the hell? So my really good friend of mine, his name's Cole Stevanoski. Um, he mentioned to me, he said, Hey, I'm a libertarian. And then I was like, what's a libertarian. And he got me into it. He showed me the whole platform. He sent me to the party. And then I paid attention to the nomination process when you guys nominated you and Joe. And yeah. when you and Joe got nominated, I signed up to volunteer for Joe. And then that was a giant snowball effect where Sam Robb, he was in charge of Pennsylvania for your campaign. Oh. Love he contacted Sam me. Sam Rob, yeah. yeah. Sam and Rob's a great guy. Yeah, we love Sam. Sam asked me to be the Schuylkill County coordinator for your campaign. So I said yes to that. And it took me on a pretty big journey. I actually, you definitely don't remember. I, I met you in Wilkes-Barre. Um, uh, so, okay, Wil Wilkes-Barre was where we were uh, doing signatures out in front of the courthouse, right? 
No, I don't think so. We met at some sort of square. I don't really know Wilkes where that works. It's about an hour away from me. So, okay. but it wasn't in front of a courthouse. But um, after your election was over, I was asked by another man. His name is Mitch Mankavich. Um, he ended up getting a county committee going for the LPPA in Schuylkill County. So I was appointed secretary and treasurer there. And I was also appointed board rep. So it was a giant snowball effect of literally within a year of my friend introducing me to the Libertarian Party to being a decent standing member. So and then I, I decided to run for office when I found out there was a vacancy and it was un- uncontested. So I was like, hey, why not? The so, Molten Maneuver. Yes, you are taking part in the Molten Maneuver, which is getting libertarians elected to uncontested seats and then just taking over entire states. So you are running for judge of elections, which judge I will admit, I will admit I've never heard of such a thing. Can you tell us a little bit about what judge <laughs> of elections is? It's not as prestigious as you think. So in Pennsylvania, okay. in their precincts, they have a judge of elections and two inspectors of elections. And I forget what the exact rules are, but there's a majority inspector and a minority inspector that I don't want to say report, but they work under the judge. And all the judge does at the precincts is make sure nothing's really fishy about the voting. They help people vote and they just run the voting machines. So it sounds a lot more prestigious than it is, but it's a start. No, but it's an important job, you know, too. It's, like it's a, it is. it's important to have someone checking the integrity of the vote that's happening there, especially in, yeah. this, in an important swing state like uh, like Pennsylvania is. Exactly. That's and incredible, man. Go ahead, Matt. So uh, so I, you're eight, man. You're 18. You like you just graduated <laughs> high school. I'm assuming like maybe I'm assuming I don't even know. Yep, um, I just graduated. OK, um, so you just graduated high school and then you thought you know what I'm going to do on my first summer off? Yeah. I'm going to mount a campaign to run for judge of elections in the Southern part of the cast township in Schuylkill, Schuylkill, Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania. Yep. That, that is one hell of a beach week, my friend. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so folks, if you woke up today and said, you know what? I feel like I could be doing more. You probably feel even more like that now. You might actually feel like a bad person after this because here you are, probably older than 18, not running for judge of Schuylkill County's elections. Um, I, 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 this is incredible. I, so just to put it in perspective, like you said, in the, la- in the 2016 elections, you weren't old enough to drive. And I'm not saying that to like as a, oh, you're a kid or whatever, but just to dr- put in perspective, like you just became an adult and are already getting heavily involved in politics and activism in your local area. And I just, I don't have, I can't articulate how proud of you I am and how cool that is what you're doing. Like Like, there's no way to, I can't, I have no words for that. We, right now we have a young man on the show who he can't buy cigarettes. He can't buy beer. (laughs) He can go to war and he can run for judge of elections. Yeah. That's and he a, chose yeah, that's to run point. for judge of elections. <laughs> and I, I like, honestly, man, I'm very, I'm, I'm proud of you. That is amazing. Yeah. When I was 18 years old, I, I had dreams of one day running for office. Um, and then when I was 18, I took a different path. Yes. Um, 
one. I thought I took a different path too, and here we are. Fair, fair. Uh, One that was heavily influenced by a lot of chemicals. Um, Yes. And so I decided that I would rather just talk about politics, but you were out there doing it. And if I had taken that path, uh, we wouldn't be talking on the show right now. But I am really proud of you. And I'm honestly, that is amazing that you are uh, taking this kind of step at this age. And that's wild, man. Yeah. Let me ask. It is inspiring to see somebody of this age doing something like this. This Let me ask you something. I was just about to say, so you, you, you mentioned that before you said, this is only the beginning. What is it you have in mind? So you're starting with this judge of elections role, which is a perfect opportunity for you to show what you're able to do at a, at an elected, uh, at an elected position. What, what are your, what are some of your future goals? So right now I'm, uh, I just got enrolled at Shippensburg university in Pennsylvania. I'm studying two majors, criminal justice and political science. After that, I plan on going to law school and getting a law degree. I'm not sure what type of lawyer I want to be, but I want to be some type of lawyer. And eventually, I want to go farther in politics. I want to keep it realistic. I don't want to say right now at 18 saying I'm going to be president one day. But something realistic for what I'm involved in now, senator, national senator. And if stuff comes around where, hey, I have a real shot at winning the presidency, who knows? These are not the goals I had when I was 18. I just want to put that. I, I, I think I think it's incredible. I think I am. I can't I, I don't have words for how cool it is, what it is you're doing. Um, but it is very, very cool. Um, we're going to keep tabs on you because I think that you're yeah. you're going to be doing some incredible stuff there. And um, we are I on behalf of the Jorgensen Cohen campaign. I am grateful. Wilkes Barre. So that's where we met at like a town square, and then yeah. went off and and did yes. Okay, all right, all right. I remember that. I remember that. Um, yeah, that's okay. I was the whole time we've been talking. I'm like Wilkes Barre. What the hell was that? okay? So listen, man. I I am just so happy that you you came on, and uh, we are very excited to see what you have in store. Uh, thank you for. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the term molten maneuver. Thank you for taking part in the molten maneuver there in Pennsylvania and all the stuff that, that you and other pencil libertarians are doing. Uh, how can people keep yeah, up the, with the, you? The like Pennsylvanians what, what, are doing great, great Pennsylvanians work. Pennsylvanians are, are killing it. How, how can people follow you and what your, your, your exploits and your, in your political ambitions? What are, how can people follow you on social media? Um, so I don't have an official page yet, but okay. I have my Facebook. It's Avery Rumberger, um, R-U-M-B-E-R-G-E-R. I have my Instagram, which is the same thing. I have every social media that you expect an 18-year-old kid to have except Twitter. I don't like the interface, so I don't have a Twitter. Okay. Um, I have an old do, account do you, on there. That's from when I was TikTok? 11. Unfortunately, yes, but I do not post. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're like me. You're like me. You have a you have an inactive TikTok. I, so we'll have to we'll have to challenge each other to start putting stuff on our TikTok. So okay, oh so people can follow you on social media. Avery Rumberger. Yep. I don't know Avery, if you want to thank- put my name up there, but it's R U M B E R G E R. Let me do that so I can hold on one second. I'll put that in there. Avery R U M B E R G E R. Yep. Cool. Avery Rumberger. Everyone go follow him on social media. Go uh, go cheer him on for all the incredible stuff he's doing. And Andrew O'Donnell, we don't know if he has an OnlyFans and we're not going to ask because he just turned he's 18. 18. He's 18. He's 18. He's 18. He literally is just. <laughs> just turned 18. Just, this is just Andrea O'Donnell. legal to even ask. 
Okay, so no, we're not going to pressure the kid into getting an OnlyFans. Okay, give it a few months. All right, thank you for your contribution. Campaign finances. Really? No, I mean, I don't even want to go there. Avery, thank you so much for coming on, man. We are so excited to see what you have in store, and uh, and we are happy to have you uh, as a part of Muddy Waters. Uh, Feel free to come on. We'd love to have you on in the future again. Yeah, thank you. I'd love to. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. I am. Oh, there we go. Nope, that's Avery. Okay. Um, that's Avery. <laughs> a- a- Avery is now hosting. Avery is now hosting. Thanks, yeah, Matt. Man, Thanks I for wait- coming on. <laughs> I, man, I cannot wait to see what happens. I can't. I, I don't. I, he. Somebody in the comments. Uh, I think it was Zach Martin. I'm not 100 percent sure. Said this kid has his life together. Yeah, kid has it together more at 18 than I do at 32. I understand yeah, that completely. That's how I when feel I, in this moment. I thought I had my life together at 39. Turns out, apparently not. No. I haven't been elected judge of anything. <laughs> so there's that. I haven't been elected anything of anything. Um, I know. That's what I'm saying. Neither of us have been elected anything. Or was there, oh, it's great what you're doing as a kid. He's already doing more than us. So there you go. Um, yeah, best of luck. There's a great comments for Avery there. Best of luck. Um, Adam Wiggs uh, is informing us that he knows several 18-year-olds on OnlyFans. That's why, are, why are we going here? Uh, Jack Casey says I, he's setting Avery up with a porn crown in an OnlyFans. And what? Coming from Jack he's Casey. 18. <laughs> It's only fins, though. It's different. Only fins? Only fins. It's Jack Casey's oh, oh, m- for- mermaid site. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to move on from this segment now. I was having such so badly. Really went um, weird. It went weird. And apparently, Garrick Milbrandt has slept in his car. In Avery's car? I'm assuming. <laughs> oh, what a nice guy to let Garrig Milbrandt sleep in his car. That's the kind of hospitality you get. That's the right. That's Google County. That's the kind of judge of elections you want for the southern part of Cass Township in Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania. Google. Uh, uh, Google. Avery's brother Gary is asking us not to corrupt his brother into getting an OnlyFans. Thank you. We're going to move <laughs> on from this this segment because I feel dirty. We're going to move on to my sure. We'll call it my favorite segment. Segment the. Mudwater, uh, what are we calling this? The Mudwater Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment brought to you again by Mudwater Coffee Alternative. It's got all these things in it that are not coffee, that it tastes equally not good, but you can put some honey in it. That's it's good for you. Matt? So next week, everybody, uh, you're going to want to tune in. Next week's going to be a big show. Oh, yeah. Next week, yes. Mr. Merck. Oh, did you watch Jason's show yesterday? Yeah. So good. Yes. So it, I'm okay, so excited so to have him back. For yep. anybody who doesn't know, uh, Mr. Merck of the Bearded Truth came back, yep. and he is going to be doing shows regularly again. I don't know at what rate. I think it's every other week. I'm not 100% sure, though. Um, but he did an episode yesterday that is up on all of the podcasting sites it went up uh, earlier today and it's up on uh, your it's up on youtube it's up on facebook it's up everywhere uh it is fantastic jason yep. did a killer job at this uh at this show and i cannot wait to see what he comes out with next yeah because 
man, that was good. That and was his so format good. is really cool. His format is super cool. He's diving into specific it, it issues every single uh, week and drilling down into what the libertarian solution would be to that. So instead of doing sort of a scattershot thing of all the different things that happened that week, he's picking one single thing, focusing on it. Uh, isolating it and talking about how libertarians could fix it. I think it's so cool what he's doing. Right. Yeah. And so next week, he is going to be a very special guest right here on the Muddied Waters of Freedom. Oh, yeah, that's where, right. Yeah. Where because oh, we are... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spike hates that this is happening. I hate this but, so much. But the reason that um, Spike wasn't involved in the decision making on this is because I knew he wasn't going to like it. Yeah, I would be against <laughs> this. Yeah, he would he would have been against it. Um, but I just posted a link in the uh, comment section down there. Uh, so this is a GoFundMe. We are trying to help one of our friends, one of the sh- friends of the show, um, keep his daughter. And because custody battles are so expensive, um, we are we started to go fund me. Jason is a good friend of this person. And in order to help raise money, he is going to be on the show next week. And he (laughs) I don't like as, as we raise more money. He is going to eat hotter and hotter peppers live on the air. So if you want to see Jason and Payne, give money during the show next week and we can make we can Jason feel pain. Yeah, we can make Jason's butthole ablaze. I was going to say the pain is only we're only getting the like, oh, this is really spicy. We don't have the like two days afterwards of absolute agony. Toilet agony. Toilet agony. If you want to help our good friend Jason experience toilet agony while also helping a father stay with his daughter, two very weird things to (laughs) juxtapose together, then come join us next week on the Muddy Waters of Freedom. I might not do that episode. I kind of have to. I'm the one that streams it, but I, I, yeah, I was gonna say that's. I may just not shake really my head option. unapprovingly the entire time. I'm very uncomfortable about this, but again, you know, if you're the kind of person that plays if, games like Adderpan, then you'll probably love this because then you get to watch now, Jason. It's like Saw, but with peppers. Now, did you <laughs> did you see uh, bootleg libertarian say that he let his child play Adderpan? No. So not uh, Chris Darnell from Not a Real Libertarian apparently let his child play Adderpan. And he goes, my child said it was easy and that then had nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> that's accurate. Yeah, the game doesn't look especially difficult. You just turn it on and then die. Like, I just. <laughs> just like, why? <laughs> People are in the comments arguing with me about how much toilet agony he's going to experience. Okay, I sure. Who's in there? Sure. Uh, uh, John Morrissey of Defy the Power um, is saying uh, two days toilet agony, more like ten hours. Okay, all right. Okay, it'll feel like two days of 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 just straight toilet agony. That's going to feel pretty rough. It's going to feel rough. It's but you know what also rough. felt rough? The meat prices, huh, guys? So 
You know what else is going to be rough? Libertarian Jeopardy, because I'm going to be exhausted. I'm also going to be eating because I haven't eaten yet today. And we're going to be playing Jeopardy, hosted by Brian Lambrecht and featuring Matt Nullick. Nullick. Uh, Noel, the Cajun Libertarian, myself, Sarah Anderegg, Thomas Queter, and Tony Arazio. Some of the best libertarians to ever play Jeopardy on the internet. But you know what isn't great about and isn't – you know what sucks? So the White House – hey, folks. We hope everyone had a great 4th of July and we also hope that you really enjoyed that extra 16 cents. We hope that really came in handy while getting all of your <laughs> items for the barbecue according to the White House that – by the way, can we just talk about the – I'm not sure if I'm insulted more – by the fact that the White House tried to claim that the cost of anything is down from last year or the puns in this damn tweet. You know how long it took me to figure out the mustard one? Yeah, that was bad. That was so bad. I was, I read that like so many times I did not understand it. I was trying to, I'm like, I think Joe Biden wrote this and had like, a sundown moment in the middle of writing it or something. Uh, so it says planning a cookout this year, catch up on the news. According to the farm bureau, the cost of, a, which is, this is a lie. The cost of a 4th of July barbecue is down from last year. It's a fact that you must heard here. I, that's the worst heard. pun. That, that is, is so bad. That's beyond dad joke. That's creepy uncle joke. Um, right. Hot dog. <laughs> Hot dog, the Biden economic plan is working, and that's something we can all relish. Okay, so bad, terrible puns aside, that's a straight-up lie because we know that gas prices are up, what, 40, 40, what are they, 41% higher? 41% higher than they were this time last year. House prices are going up 24% annually right now, which means they're going up roughly uh, 16 cents every tenth of a second, I believe. Um, <laughs> 16 cents every 1.3 seconds right now. Wow. Um, but but let's take a look at what uh, they're comparing these meat prices to. Okay. So the meat prices that they are comparing it to uh, showed the largest annual increases in 2020. Beef and veal prices increased 9.6%. Pork prices rose 6.3%. Poultry prices uh, were up 56 And other meat prices increased 4.4%, which is much higher than the normal rate of inflation. Uh, When we're looking at dairy, dairy prices rose 4.4%. Eggs were up 4.3%. And non-alcoholic beverages were up 3.6% during the year, which was also higher than normal. So the fact that things dropped a cent each overall really isn't that big of an accomplishment. And the reasoning behind this was because supply chains were broken. People weren't going out to restaurants as much food products and retail stores. um, There was tons of food products that were sitting in retail stores and uh, not going to restaurants and schools. So prices on everything in in grocery stores was going up. Right. Now everything is back open. So, yeah, prices have dropped a little bit. If not at all. enough that I mean, anybody, not that anybody is going to notice. But how is but 16, the, like who notices sixteen cents? And the fact that they had the audacity, <laughs> the audacity uh. to brag about this. 
to brag about this while gas prices were up. It's th- three bucks a gallon for regular here right now. Two ninety seven. Two ninety seven for regular here right now. Where um where Avery was, he was telling us before the show, it's like four bucks. Four bucks a gallon. Yeah. Wow. The audacity for them to go. You can get all of this food for 16 cents less. Here's a perfect example of how government manipulates data for political purposes. They picked the one thing that shot through the roof last year because of the shifting of the entire food market away from uh, restaurants and almost entirely to grocery stores. And like Matt said, also the supply chain issues and the fact that some of the meat shops kept shutting down because of COVID outbreaks and everything else, which led to this massive increase in that. Even as last year, that same time last year, the price of a lot of stuff was plummeting because there was little to no demand for it. People weren't going outside in, in, in most of the major metro areas in this country. And so instead of focusing on the fact that now the price of everything else is skyrocketing, they took that one thing that skyrocketed last year and focused on the fact that it dropped infinitesimally. It just it just, just does, like can't even just, notice it to the point where probably a unicorn's region region, whisper. it's still going. Yeah, it's it, it is, dropped a unicorn's whisper. And we're gonna brag about it. We're gonna. There's a use different that word that I usually use, analogy. but I'm not gonna say that on the air. A whisper. That's a different than whisper. Whisper. So it <laughs> dropped by nothing, essentially, effectively zero, and they went and like flexed on it. Meanwhile, you'll notice. I mean, look at the ratio there of the the the. Um, the retweets and uh, and comments to likes. Uh, it, this was panned across the board. Uh, everyone was oh, saying, big time. Uh, you're a bunch of morons. Why would you even say this? Now, speaking of people in the White House just saying some just, wow, wow. Here is the new talking point. Remember Joe Biden last year who was going to hold police officers accountable and we need to listen to the voices of the people marching in the streets for racial justice, marching against all of the policies that I've been pushing forward since the 70s, since I've been in office. So here's what they're saying now. You're going to be shocked. Oh, uh, Saki had an explanation about meat, by the way. Forgot that. <laughs> that was like the skip that a part? reduction in some of the costs of key components of the 4th of July, a 4th of July barbecue. So that was it, what the tweet was noting. So does the White House think that 16 cents off a barbecue has more of an impact on people's lives than gas being a dollar more this time? Uh, this I would say if you year. don't like hot dogs, you may not care of the reduction of costs. You, you don't have to like hot dogs. But a reduction of I will say dog. that what we are most focused on is the fact that we We've created now more than three million jobs since the president took office. That's what we're focused on and continuing to implement additional uh, components of his economic build back better agenda. Go ahead, Andrea. Just going to switch gears. So part of me doesn't envy her her job, even though she did sign Mm. up for it, because she literally has to take a bunch of bullshit and try to make it sound like she really believes it. At the same time, she signed up for that job. And I hate her because she's good at deflecting and... Actually, I don't know. Is good's she, the wrong word. Uh, yeah, good's she, the wrong word. She just does it a lot. Yeah, she 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 deflects a lot. Sir, as as Cajun calls her, circle back Saki. Um, but I also don't know if there's. I, I'm trying to picture. Okay, so let's say I decided to be Joe Biden's uh, uh, press secretary. 
Would I be able to do much better on, hey guys, the price of meat, 16, down 16 cents. Yeah, um, the price of everything else is up by exponentially. Oh, well, you, did you hear about the jobs? Like, I don't know how else you could do that, but to pivot constantly. So I... I and- and, and I mean, that that's every press secretary. Every press secretary right. is constantly pivoting, except for yeah. Kaylee McInerney, Mac the girl that lives in Tampa um, and Mac comes and to the aquarium, um, <laughs> except for her, because she would just attack the reporter. And that was at least entertaining. That's fine. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that was, what that I was, do. That's OK. So that is what I do. I'd be like, how dare you? How dare you? We're like saving people up, 16 cents and I'd you're out, out here tweets. questioning it. I'd pull out something they tweeted once. Be like, how could you even stand there and ask me that? Whack, when 2013, you said this. That's not even funny. I don't even get the reference. How dare you? So uh, I, I don't know. But no, so here's something. Nullick said it's like gaslighting from Wish. <laughs> Yes, when you order your ga- your your narcissistic gaslighter from Wish. So speaking of narcissistic gaslighting, watch this. This is just mwah, this is- if you want to be able to show a Democrat how stupid their vote was last year. President ran on, most importantly, did not run on defunding the police. He's always opposed defunding the police. I'll also note, because you've asked this question before or a few times over the last several days, that when we talk about uh, individuals uh, in Congress and their support for funding or uh, opposition to funding for the police, I think what the American people are most focused on is how people vote, what their record is, which is a public record. And I will note that while the president ran on and won the most votes of any candidate in history in a platform of boosting funding for law enforcement. You remember that? Remember that, guys, when he said, my focus is on boosting funding for law enforcement? That was my favorite part. Remember when that never happened? After Republicans spent decades trying to cut the cops program, which, again, is public record. We don't need to uh, under under uh, undervalue the, the intelligence of the American people. Uh, yeah, because, you know, anyway, the president, that's what I'm doing right now, because that's literally what I'm doing in this moment. Gosh. It's in his budget. It was in president. I went back to hating her again. In Trump's budget, he significantly cut that. So that's a change. And the American Rescue Plan had a great deal of funding for local and state authorities, something that can support funding for local police in communities across the country, something many have used. It doesn't require me telling you names of individuals who oppose the American Rescue Plan. Every Republican opposed the American Rescue Plan, and I don't have time to read out all their names today. Okay. So here's the unspoken spoken there. What she just said to Black Lives Matter and all the people that protested for uh, for, you know, uh, uh, police accountability, what she just told them was, hey, screw you for voting for us in your face. We're going to kneel some more and uh, 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 we might put on a kente cloth later and oh, happy Juneteenth. But uh, actual accountability, absolutely not. We're going to nearly triple funding. Uh, and, and and the real unspoken there, this is the ugly one. And I, I say this as someone who ran for vice president against both uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump last year. What she just told everyone was if you wanted less funding for police, you should have voted for Trump. You should have voted for Trump. You should have um, voted Republican. That's what she said. That's, that's what she literally said. what she said. And, yeah. 
And what uh, like what she said was uh, Joe Biden talked about, like increasing funding for police. No, he didn't. Throughout the campaign, he never he never. I will say he did not say defund the police ever. No, he did say a redistribution of funds. He said that we need to stop the militarization of police. He still lies. (laughs) Those are both lies because he did not not. He is redistributing funds. He's redistributing them from covid funds to the police, to the state and local police, uh, or he's telling states to do it anyway. And he's increasing funding for more militarization of police. What she said was, if you wanted weaker police forces, you should have voted for Trump. Yep. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. And here's the other thing. If only there had been someone saying that all this funding for COVID is going to go to police enforcement and that the new I thought I spelled weed or now I guess I thought I spelled menthols is I don't think I saw you wearing a mask. Yep. If only someone said that repeatedly and got told, no, 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 the Democrats have changed. They're now the Justice Democrats. They're running on a platform of holding police accountable to when they enforce all the laws that they passed. Stop voting Democrat. And for that matter, stop voting Republican. Stop voting Republican. Stop voting Republican. This is what they do. It's what they keep doing. They're just playing a good cop, bad cop routine. You'll notice every time she wants to change the subject, she just reflects to how much Republicans suck. And when Trump was in office, every time he wanted to change the subject, they just shift they pivot to how much Democrats suck. That's literally what they do. They keep you voting for them to stop the other side and they keep the other people that hate them to vote for the other side to stop them, even though they're all working together to screw you over. Because guess what? All this stuff, almost all of it, gets passed in a bipartisan manner. So there you go. Stop voting Republican. <sighs> speaking of Republicans, not really. No, well, not speaking even a of, little bit. <laughs> speaking of justice. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it is. It I mean, is. speaking of the justice system, Bill sure. Cosby is out of prison. Matt? Bill Cosby is, yep, Bill Cosby got released from prison. Um, So the Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned his sexual assault conviction Mm -hmm. due to a non-prosecution agreement that he struck with a previous prosecutor back in 2004, um, which should have prevented him from being charged over his 2004... It says encounter here, but we can rape of assault, right? Assault, rape of uh, Andrea Constant. Yes. Now, yeah. So the go. No, go ahead. At the time in 2004, the prosecutor or in 2005, um, the prosecutor who was involved in this case knew that he would never get a criminal conviction or even get it past a grand jury. And he recommended that uh, Andrea Constant go with a civil suit and they signed the non-prosecution agreement. Right. Because there was a non-prosecution agreement, Bill Cosby said some self-incriminating things like I gave women quaaludes. Quaaludes um, and then had sex with them while they were asleep. 
He never said that part. He always said that he gave them the Quaaludes, but they took them voluntarily. But right, he, sometimes yeah. they yeah. needed coaxing. Um, yeah. So in order to ensure that she would get something, this is what the prosecutor did. Mm-hmm. Was it the right move? Probably in 2004. Probably they had nothing. They had they had they, they right. didn't really have they had nothing without his yeah. testimony and he would have just pleaded the fifth. They had nothing. Yeah. Then later, <laughs> the prosecutor who came after that was like, I don't care about that agreement. It was kind of like right there at the beginning of the Me Too. Yeah, And he said, we have 19 women, at least 19 women who have complaints against Bill Cosby, all for the yep. same thing. We're going after this guy and we're going to use this testimony against him, which is illegal. Yep. Violates his, his due process rights because he was he said it on the explicit agreement that basically it's a immunity deal. They right. said they weren't going to prosecute him. Yes. And then they did. That's why he waived his Fifth Amendment right was because they said they wouldn't prosecute him. In retrospect, he should have just not said anything to anyone. I mean, from 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 a how to not get in trouble standpoint, um, from a moral standpoint, it was right for him to you know finally say what happened. But from a stay out of jail standpoint, not so much. And he still didn't say what happened. He just said, yes, I gave the, I gave them drugs uh, right. to help them relax. Uh, but. <laughs> I never did Quaaludes. I've seen Wolf of Wall Street. I've heard stories from people who have done Quaaludes. Yeah. They don't just help you relax. Right. Um, So what the prosec- what the second prosecutor did was illegal and yep. shouldn't have yep. been done. Should yep. not have been done. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Cosby going free is the right move from a due process standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Be- because we've said it on the show countless times. Yep. We'd rather see a thousand guilty people go free than one innocent person sit in prison. Especially right. if it's because a prosecutor did something heinous in order to get a confession. Exactly. Yep. Because with other people, it could be used where they're getting coerced confessions that aren't true. I mean, this is a incredibly slippery slope. If you allow prosecutors to get confessions in exchange for promising not to prosecute, and then they prosecute or another prosecutor prosecutes like that's a great way for even more innocent people to go to jail in the future. Um, but the rules of law, the rules of law are there to protect the innocent. Right. Sometimes the guilty profit off of it. Um, and legal niceties aren't just for nice people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Bill Cosby was at one point, he was America's dad. Um, you were, you were a big fan of his show, weren't you? A huge fan of uh, all of his shows. So I was a fan of The Cosby Show. I was a fan of Fat Albert. I was a fan of A Different World, uh, which was produced by him and, and featured some of the people from The Cosby Show. I think he might have even cameoed on it as well. Uh, he was considered one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, he was Hollywood. America's. He was he was America's dad, and it, it also cannot be underestimated the fact that in a time when every depiction prior to Bill Cosby, almost every depiction of black people and ba- black families on TV was of black people who were uh, in poverty, undereducated, um, you know, trying to uh, 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 you know experience a white world. Uh, probably the closest thing to something positive was something like um, the Jeffersons, you know, that they that they were, you know, able to start a business and 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 move up to the east side and, and be around white people. But what Bill Cosby did was he made a positive multiple positive black role models. And I've spoken I've had the opportunity as someone who's run for office and and someone who's continuing to do activism to speak to all sorts of people across multiple walks of life. And I can't tell you the number of people I've spoken to, uh, uh, including some white people, but also mostly black people, that characters from The Cosby Show, characters from a different uh, world helped shape their worldview of what they wanted to do in life. And that can't be underestimated. He's a rapist. It's and it's true that he should have gone free because of this violation of due process, not necessarily right. for him so much as for the what would happen if this were allowed. But he raped people. And yes, he's a very, very old man. Uh, he's either blind or going blind. At this point, he's going to get to live his final years out, not in prison and probably won't live much longer. Uh, his his health is terrible across the board. He's There's no risk of him hurting or raping anyone else or anything like that. He 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 raped people. He raped probably people. a lot of people. Uh, Jay Adam Weggs in the comments said, what about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Yes, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air uh, did a lot in order. Like, that was after it, but it came. It came after. Without so, Cosby, there would have been no Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Exactly. Cosby and A Different World spawned A Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Family Matters. Family, Family Matters. Matters with Urkel, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Family Matters. It, that was an age of that kind of programming. And then later on, Martin and uh, um, Living Single, all of these came. Living Single, uh, uh, or ha- as white ha- people ha- call it, Friends. <laughs> but like funny um the uh and then and then uh hanging with mr cooper like there was this whole series of shows where the black where the p- people that were in it were predominantly black and were largely successful and it wasn't seen as like this crazy feature like oh look they're successful it was just a matter of fact thing and that started with the cosby show and it 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 there was an era of positivity and you know, instead of this idea of like, we're always going to be, we're now in an era of struggle theater for black people. And there's actually, you know, among black people, there's increasing talk about why is every single, almost every single depiction of black people going back to slavery, segregation, you know, be- beating that drum as opposed to some positive 
you know, features that are out there. That's why so many people were happy about Black Panther, even though it was completely fictional. It was at least a positive depiction. It wasn't like, look at the struggles that we have. Um, so all that to say that there's a lot of good that Bill Cosby has done. I don't think that we should just write all that off wholesale. And it is correct that he was set free. He was a rapist. And I hope that he at least learned his lesson. And I don't know what else to say about him. Right. Um, on the other spe- end of that spectrum is someone who was learning their lesson who I don't believe did anything wrong or at the very least nothing deserving of what she is going through. And that's uh, Shikari Richardson. So real quick, I learned about Shikari Richardson two years ago. Oh, wow. Two years. Yeah. Two years ago, I saw a video of this guy. It it was on Facebook or YouTube or something. I saw a video of this girl who was, I don't know, 17 or 18 or whatever she was at the time um, in a race. And I like I was floored at how fast this this young lady was just unbelievably quick. Yeah. And then I saw that like this year um, I started following her on um, Instagram because I wanted to find out like if she was like going to make it to the Olympics. And then this year I was like, oh, this is amazing. This girl is going to like the Muddy Waters media account has been following her since she was like 18 years old. And like all of her races come up on our Instagram feed. Um, And I was like, this girl is like insanely fast for anybody who doesn't know she is the sixth fastest woman who has ever lived and she is 21 yep so she hasn't even peaked yeah she hasn't peaked well she has she's already one of the fastest women who's ever lived um and uh her story is also inspiring um she -hmm. has talked about how her uh you know she recently she learned shortly before one of her more recent competitions that her uh biological mother had died um and she was able to push through that and break records um and we hope that this is just a really unfortunate speed bump in her in her career because like we've said she has not even peaked yet but it's unnecessary uh uh, a couple days ago the uh u.s uh opc the olympic and paralympic committee uh and the u.s anti-doping agency which is set up to stop people who use performance-enhancing drugs. They officially announced that Shikari Richardson's, uh, that she was having a a month-long suspension, which would eat into at least part of her time in the Tokyo Olympics on Friday for using the very popular and notorious performance-enhancing drug known as weed. Wait. I used to smoke a little bit of weed um i've heard of it yeah uh, i had a skosh here or there just tiny 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 bits Um, i'm not sure if i've had it maybe in passing right you you know maybe a little second hand and um second hand i might have gotten a second hand right second hand uh any time that i had a second hand uh encounter (laughs) (laughs) There's probably a lot of firsthand encounters while I was getting mm. that secondhand encounter, though. Um, yeah. I never really felt like getting up and going on a mad dash sprint. Running really fast. Really fast. Now, so if 
I allegedly, South Carolina has no statute of limitations on any crime. So I will say that this uh, is for possible entertainment purposes and in no way is meant to incriminate me or admit to anything. But if I were to have ever allegedly smoked anything resembling marijuana, uh, I certainly can't imagine that I would have wanted to run really fast. Run really fast. Like really like or do anything really other than just sit there. To steal from the late and great and brilliant Robin Williams, unless there was a giant Hershey bar at the yes. other end of wherever I'm supposed to run to. Yep. Even then I'd saunter. I, it uh, depends on how many others were there trying to get to that Hershey bar. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. So the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency doesn't even classify uh, tetrahydrocannabinol, which is THC, the psychoactive chemical found in, in cannabis. They don't even consider it. A performance enhancing drug. The only reason this is illegal uh, is because it's or it's banned is because it's illegal in in most countries. Uh, They allow alcohol, which um, is in fact, they allow rampant use of alcohol in the Olympic Village um, to the point where there are some people who refuse to actually go into the uh, Olympic Village because it's just this den of debauchery, drunken debauchery. so this is not a moral thing either. It's not, oh, drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. They're fine with people getting intoxicated. This is because weed is illegal. That's literally right. – it, it, there's no and there, there's no reason other than it's just because it's illegal in most places. In the statement in which the USADA was announcing uh, Richardson's suspension, the the Travis Tiger, Tigart <laughs> – said Richardson's use of cannabis occurred uh, out of competition and was unrelated to sports performance. And that really is a statement that nobody needed to make. Yep. Because we all knew she wasn't smoking weed to enhance her, her performance at running or at anything. Yeah. Except eating. It helps Paul, you with Paul eating. O'Brien says if you're a competitive eater, in yes. which case, yes, that would possibly be a performance enhancing drug. But I'm not sure if Nathan's tests on the 4th of July. Uh, right. And she's also the opposite of a competitive eater. <laughs> she is a very <laughs> slender woman who runs very fast. I yes. maybe she can eat. I don't know. She might get down on eating. I don't know. But but I mean, the, she probably does because she honestly, as calories. I'm saying that she could probably get down on some food. But but. Regardless, especially if she's smoking, but regardless, (laughs) um, this is just they're literally saying in their statement that there's no good reason for them to suspend her. And then this patronizing nonsense from Tygart, he described her suspension as heartbreaking. And then he said, hopefully her acceptance of responsibility for what her respect, acceptance of responsibility and apology will be an important example to us that we can all successfully overcome our regrettable decisions, despite the costly consequences of this one to her. In other words, there's no good reason that we're doing this. Right. But we're still going to do it. And we hope she learned her lesson, which is, do you know what, do you know where she was? When she no. did this? No. She was in Oregon. Oh, where it's legal. Where it's legal. She was in Oregon where it is legal to mm. do this. So, like, for Travis, just I've... shut the fuck up and let Shikari run. Yeah, yeah. And it, it actually gets worse. Uh, a little bit of breaking news here. 
Yeah, I didn't know this. He he told yeah, me about no, this th- literally this, moments this happened. before the show. I, I found this out right before we went live. Um, so there was hope that the four by one hundred relay actually happens just outside of when her band starts or ends. So they were hoping, okay, then she'll get to participate in that relay uh, and at least get some uh, medals. Uh, USA Track and Field announced today, earlier today, actually, just an hour or so ago, uh, that they're not going to include the nation's best female runner alive right now in their Olympic relay team, even though they could. She can still practice. She just can't compete. Right. There is literally no good reason that they are doing this. There's not. So for those who have been saying, well, yeah, even though it's wrong, it's the rules and they're a private organization, so they should be allowed to do it. We're not disputing that. We're not saying that this should be banned. You know, these this ban should be banned or the government should step in. We think the government should end the war on drugs, which would end the entire reason they're even doing this to begin with. But yeah, they're a private organization. They have their own rules and they can they can enforce them as they wish. This doesn't even this isn't even required by the rules. This is just punishing her just to punish her. And so at least as it stands, the fastest American woman right now is not going to be able to participate because however many months ago she smoked weed. And that's just the dumbest damn thing I can think of in this moment. For the people in the comments who are bringing up Michael Phelps, Michael Phelps wasn't, uh, yes, he was suspended for three months, but it wasn't during an Olympic year. It was just during uh, world trials and world nationals, but not the Olympics. Um, And Michael, like for anybody who's like, yeah, nobody gave Michael Phelps, nobody like hit Michael Phelps as hard as they're hitting her. Yes, they did. Michael Phelps went through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, he, they, went, through he went through a whole thing. Like I, the paparazzi was constantly hounding him, and he had uh-huh. to tell people, I, "I don't smoke weed. I get tested all the time." Which I mean, there's a picture of you, buddy. Um, but it was from a few years back, and and he was saying he hadn't done it anymore. And honestly, I think a lot of this speaks to how attitudes have changed about weed in the last twelve years, because him having that bong set off this whole scandal. That led to not just the suspension, which it didn't it didn't uh, disqualify him from being in the Olympics because of it the was, timing. It was the World Nationals and the uh, U.S. try and the U.S. Uh, not the Olympic trials, but the, like the U.S. finals. Right. So he did, he lost out on some. Uh, he would have gotten more gold medals because he was the, easily the best swimmer at the time. So he did miss out on some medals, but none of the Olympic ones. But the paparazzi really dug into him. And uh, there Real was bad. even like uh, they were questioning his sexuality. He talks about now how it like led to he was, you know, contemplating suicide. It was bad for him, uh, but it did not affect his Olympic uh, performance. And he also never actually and he did lose endorsements as well. Yeah, um, he did. But like, but I think he, Nike dropped him and then get, gave it back to him after the three months. It's weed. Like, it's so st- – like, we're still doing this. Anyway, so the absurdity here is that – and he never even tested positive. They literally just had an old picture of him smoking. So this is the second lesson today of stop admitting to things. I don't know. Maybe it was how I was raised. Did, did you do it? No, I did not do it. Did, well, I did, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. We have this letter that you wrote. No, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And I wanted to see my attorney. 
Like, I don't know why. Yeah, well, it was a rough time. No, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. My attorney, I don't answer questions. No, no, no. Plead the fifth. Attorney, attorney. Anti-Semitism. I'd say anti-Semitism, but maybe. I I can't say that. You could still say it. Just throw them off. This is blatant anti-Semitism. What? And that gives you time to run away. Um, so, isn't your last so, name supposed to be Hatfield? And you're trying to claim Semitism, <laughs> anti-Semitism? Come on. Wait, what? Semitism? And then you run. That gives you a chance to run. Oh, by the way, we don't have a video of Shikari running, so I'm going to simulate it. Was that 10.6 seconds? Yes. I was not going to. Because that's how that's how long it takes her to run. I already have a head rush from doing that. Um, (laughs) I I now have even more respect for her that she can do that for 10.6 seconds. Moving her legs, too. I wasn't even doing that. So Mm. speaking of impressive, you forgot to do the the next side thing that she does. Oh, she'll she'll. And then when she wins, jazz hands. (laughs) because <laughs> she's that good she's that good she does jazz hands while she's running now you know what also is good and that's libertarian jeopardy which is coming right after this ends and i have enough time to grab my food that's cooking right now and then we're gonna watch we're gonna all play libertarian jeopardy right here on muddy waters media special late night event to, to raise money for the breaking boundaries for freedom event in tunica mississippi at the horseshoe resort and casino We'll talk more about that tonight. Did you say Tim Horton's Casino? No. I don't know. <laughs> Did I say Tim Horton? I, I thought I said Horton's Casino. I, don't, I, thought I heard Tim Horton's and I was like, I don't think there's a Tim Horton's in Tunica, but <laughs> I hear there's a nice Waffle House there. Um, I hope so. <laughs> Our next episode, our next segment is the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment, where you can go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters, and you can leave us special little messages and ask us questions and say nice things and apparently sing songs to us, because that's a thing now, and uh, and we will answer them and respond to all of those messages. And you can also, right next to that, when you go to anchor.fm slash muddy waters, there's also a button there where you can leave money for us you can donate money to us i'm doing the joe biden asmr you can give us substantial consequential money and pay us more we made the show the show um the show we made the show (laughs) and uh you do not have to leave us money uh in order to uh have us answer your question or listen to it but we will like you more so here are the questions from from our guests. Here we go. Here's the first one from James M. Ray. Hello, everyone. This is James M. Ray with a personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. This one's going to be pretty sad, too, because I just read the news that Janice McAfee has now given us of her take on her husband's murder. And I'm with Janice. I think there's something very Epstein-ish about this one. So it's very sad. And I'm hoping to have a better time 
on the day that we get to see Spike here in Florida. So I'm excited about that. You all have a great show and good luck. Thank you, James. Matt, what do you think? I can see this. Yeah, we didn't talk about this last week, did we? We didn't. We we didn't talk about this. And I'm not sure. So I could see it going either way. I could he's left all these hints of how or not hints, but like flat out saying, if I ever get killed, it's it's or I never would kill myself. I love my life. I could see it where he did that so that if he died, people would know he was murdered. I see it. So I see it as three options. Yes. I see it as three options. Yeah. Option one, he did do it in order to basically just be the troll that he is um, and have people constantly wondering uh, whether or not he did he it, did yeah. it or, if he, mm-hmm. or if he was murdered. Um, right. I could also see that he was murdered. Yeah. And that everything he said before that was true, except for the dead man switch, which hasn't gone off yet. Or that he paid off a prison guard to help him fake his death, and he is alive somewhere. I could see any of those three happen. But I I honestly do not know. That man was a mystery to me um, in every conceivable aspect. And I, I, I liked McAfee. Like he was entertaining. Yeah. Oh he yeah. Was, he was he was crazy, but he but he was at least entertaining whilst being crazy. And he was a lot he was definitely crazy, but he was less crazy than he let on. There was a lot right. of intentional trolling to get people to be like, This guy's nuts. So there right. there was a little bit of that too. Right. So I like and so I can honestly say I could see any of those three options. Yeah. Not only being possible, but any of them are plausible. Yeah, there's, I guess, a fourth one where he just died of neglect there. You know, he's a 75 year old man, lived a little bit of a rough life, wasn't getting the best medical care. And then the prison covered it up and said he killed himself rather than admit that they have terrible sub substandard. That's also plausible. I don't know. That's a, and John McAfee led his life in such a way to leave everyone wondering to the very end on everything, what was real and what wasn't. So it's kind of fitting. I, I, I will tell you this. If Janice is not um, – well, two things. If if he didn't – you know, if he's not – I hope it is. I hope it is that he paid off a guard. Janice is doing this whole thing and then she'll go and get to disappear and spend time with her husband. If it's not and if he really is dead, then whichever one of those options it is – He's dead because of our tax system. Yes. Period. Yes. So, and so for anyone who says, oh, taxation is not extortion, it's volunteer. If you choose not to pay it, they'll put you in a prison and they'll uh, they'll let you rot there. So, uh, and now we have some messages from Brian Lambrecht, which is. Hey, uh, Matt, Spike, um, how are you guys doing? I, uh, I know you've been busy. I haven't been able to get a hold of either of you guys for a while, but I, I thought I could leave a message for you here, and, and you guys would uh, be able to hear this uh, before the show tonight. Uh, nothing's wrong. Nothing wrong at all. 
I just need to let you know about a situation that came up. I've been promoting the event in Mississippi this weekend in Tunica and everything was going great. I know Spike, you did some interviews already. There might be a few more lined up, uh, but some of the ones coming up are a little, uh, they're, they're a little weird. It's a little different. So the last press release I put out, it was, it was fine, Mm -hmm. but some of the details got a little muddled and I'm not sure how. I, I thought I had the information correct. Uh, I went through all the details and, uh, you know, you're in Tunica, I mean, who, who, who would have thought there were two, uh, convention centers in, in Tunica and that they both would have an event going on this weekend. Uh, believe it or not, uh, the one Liberty event that's happening with the Mississippi Libertarian Party is happening at the one convention center and the other one is uh, having something else going on. Uh, and I accidentally put that address in the press releases. So I, I put the wrong address for uh, all the newspapers, the radio stations, and the TV networks throughout the entire state of Mississippi. Wow. And they all looked up the wrong address. And, and that's that's where we're at right now. So we got some requests coming in and it didn't make sense. And I went and I looked back at the press release that I put out and it turns out that the other convention is, um, Furcon. So yeah, it's uh, a furry convention. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, we got some really weird, uh, interview requests. Uh, furry weekly reached out. A profile of Muddied Waters Media was added to Wikifur. Matt, you got some requests to be on some pretty big podcasts with some huge followings. Uh, so I, I put you down to appear on uh, Tail Underground, Fur Talk, and Yiffing with Strangers. This can't be real. Uh, Spike, you this on the other hand, uh, the local CBS and NBC affiliates sent a list of questions and... Uh, the the local CBS and NBC affiliates sent a list of questions and um, I, I I think you need to call them I, I'm not sure where to go from here mm-hmm. they clearly have the wrong idea about what you're running for or what campaigns you were part of I, I don't know I'm not sure what to do with this and we're actually getting inundated mm-hmm. with a lot of these things and some of these questions I don't think I'm qualified for this. So I'm going to forward them to you. Uh, We got 17 and I just need you to go through them and ask these questions about you and Furcon and you're going to have to clarify some things. So yeah, I I apologize. Uh, It was a simple misunderstanding and a mistake and I'm sure that we can get it cleared up this week before Mississippi. I don't. Thanks. I'm going to choose to believe this isn't real. And I look forward to your appearance on Yiffing with Strangers. (laughs) You know, if Yiffing, I I know lots of people who watch Yiffing with Strangers. So if they want to have me on, I'd be more than happy to come on. Why do you know people that watch whatever that is? (laughs) 
um, because Brian watches it. I'm going to go on to the next thing here. I can't do this. I don't, we're going to, that's not real. I don't believe that's real. That can't, I don't want that to be real. I already have people who think I'm a brony. Because I, mean, I I changed my name when I was I three. Mean, I haven't watched My Little Pony it's since like being, I was three. It's like a Marine. Once you're a brony. No, it's not. <laughs> you're, you're never going to give, like, you made the mistake by telling everybody you were a brony when you were three because you never get to take brony. that back. Like, you're always going to be a brony. implies that you're an adult. I was a child who watched I was a toddler who watched my little pony that's a brony you don't call a three-year-old bro I 100% have called a three-year-old okay, bro right. this is I don't we're gonna move past this we're like, circling bro away. what are you thinking we're work circling away it's the opposite of circling back we're circling away from this so here is one from Matt Hicks here I am relieved from Matt Hicks' message. Hey, guy on left and spike. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney of law, Hicker calling moment. TF. So I just found out from a friend of mine in Kershaw County, South Carolina. Yes, you heard that right. Kershaw County, South Carolina. Population of the entire county is probably somewhere around 30,000 people. Right. They have just had a uh, deputy from the sheriff's office sworn in to the Secret Service Task Force so that they can now use federal assets to collect cell phone and computer data. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that yet, except not good. But I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Hashtag Laser Legend. If it's happening there, that means it's happening all over the country. It's happening everywhere. That's happening everywhere. Hey, guess how that's being funded? With your COVID relief dollars. With your COVID relief money. I'm going to do some more Joe Biden ASMR. We're giving substantial money to the police so that they can enforce our rules against you even harder. I wrote the bill. Yeah, that that's part of the tripling of uh, Donald Trump's. Yeah. So this is what happens. Oh, God, Jen Psaki telling everybody if they wanted to defund the police, they should have voted for Trump. Voted Republican. Oh, if you are a progressive and you ever vote Democrat again, you're not a progressive. You certainly don't care about criminal justice reform. You're just a lackey for the Democratic Party. And trust me, we rib on Republicans and conservatives all the time on this show. All the time. If you you want limited government, you are a schmuck for voting Republican. Okay? Like that. So I trust me, this is not exclusive. But we're going to talk about you for a minute. If you are a progressive who votes Democrat, (laughs) <laughs> Jen Psaki literally just told you you should vote Republican if you want police accountability. 
And Joe Biden's giving money to your local police department to collect your data for the federal <laughs> to, government. To spy on you. To spy on you for the federal to government. Spy. There's no way that's going to be used way wildly disproportionately against poor people and people of color and other marginalized people. There's no way. That's definitely going to be used against those rich white insurrectionists, right? Not against you. Definitely not against you. <laughs> so, all right, here's another well, one from you, you and Tucker Carlson. Sure. You and Tucker Carlson. Did you not hear about that? I heard bits and pieces that he was spied on, that they were collecting information from. He's a listen, any any and I'm not excusing he, this, but this is standard issue. If you're a newsmaker out there in any real way. There's a file on you. They're checking you. I'm sure they're checking me. I've been on TV at this point. I'm sure they're checking all of us. There's a file on all of us. Like, yeah, I think that he's being spied on in the exact same way that you or me or anybody in the comments is being spied on. He just knew somebody at the NSA who said, yeah, we have a file on you. Yeah, exactly. Like the 30,000 people in Kershaw County are being spied on. They are collecting information. Your every single electronic communication and all of your data, and they're just collecting it, not for any kind of anti-terrorism purposes, because it's impossible to be able to sift through all of that at once and find terrorism. In fact, it actually distracts them from being able to stop extremists and terrorists and so forth. They're literally keeping it so they got a file on you that they can use against you. Yep. That's literally all it is. So here's one from Chris Darnell. Hello. This is the bootleg libertarian. I am asking to see who do you think will win trivia tonight? There's a lot of great people, excluding myself, that will be involved. Who do you think will win each round and who do you think will take home the grand prize? Let me take a look at the rounds. I I think I know who's going to win it all. Who is it that's participating again? It's me, you, Nullick, no, Noel, I guess the, the bootleg libertarian. Sorry. I said his name. Um, yeah, it's the bootleg libertarian. Um, uh, Thomas Queter and Tony DeRazio, right? Uh, and Jack Casey. And Jack Casey. Oh, and, and, and Ashley Smoot. And Ashley Smoot? Ashley Greer Smoot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, and uh, and also Sarah Anderegg. Yes, I think Sarah's going to win it. No, I think um, I th- honestly, I think Tony DeRazio is going to win. I think it. it's all like libertarian stuff, right? I think the uh, the round one, it's uh, Thomas in 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 round one. It's me, Eskimo, and Chris Darnell. Okay. In round two, who is it? Oh, what the, it, it, who do you think is going to win round one? That's tough. Um, not Chris Darnell. I think it's between me and Nolik. Okay. Okay. And then round who, two is round two? Uh, you, Tony DeRazio, and Ashley Smoot. I think Tony's going to win that. 
And then round three is Thomas Queda, uh, Jack Casey, and Superfan Sarah. I think I'm going to go with Thomas there. And then is there like a championship round or? Yeah. And then I think there's another round after. I'm not 100% sure how this is working. Okay. Uh, so I like think... Jack Casey, I could see winning it because people who write usually have a lot of useless knowledge. So it really depends on what oh, the questions yeah. are. And he so doesn't have to work because he's a cult leader. So he just has a lot of time to like right study yeah. things. He's, yeah. he's an author. Um, he wrote an some author books. Of, of books. These the Royal Green.com. Um, RoyalGreen.com. Um, I'm going yeah, with Tony D'Orazio. I think that's I think Tony D'Orazio. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Tony. Here's uh, here's one last one, and you can find out tonight on Libertarian Jeopardy right here on Money Waters Media. Shortly after this show ends. Shortly after this show uh, ends. Shortly after, just enough time for me to get my food together. Here's one more thing from uh, Bootleg Libertarian. Also, I look forward to seeing y'all this weekend in Tunica and safe travels. Yes, absolutely, man. Yes. I look forward to seeing you. I got I got my tickets for the gun show. <laughs> I have no good segue to this. I'm just outraged. Um, Eminent domain. (laughs) Go ahead. So this is nightmare. First of all, I thought you're probably wondering, you're probably wondering, hey, why should the police have all this ability to like control us and and, you know, enforce things at at will with all this federal funding? There's no way they're going to use that for absolutely terrible things that will benefit only the absolute wealthiest people in the country. Right, Matt? Right. So I do not know how to say this name. So I'm guessing here. Uh, Eichaner. Eichaner. Eichner. Probably I'm going to go with Eichner. I like Eichner. Eichner versus Chicago was passed on by the Supreme Court this week. And this is just one of the many mistakes that have happened over the course of the last 16 years when it comes yep. to eminent domain. Yeah. Um, Fred Eichner uh, owned a tract of land in Chicago's River West River West neighborhood, uh, two blocks sa- uh, two blocks north of a factory owned and operated by the Bloomer Blomer Chocolate Company. I should have looked up how to say these things. Uh, by a chocolate company, I think Willy Wonka uh, is but stealing evil. land from people. Well, yeah, you cannot tell me Willy Wonka wasn't evil. He murdered like five children in his they should have listened uh so the company wanted uh eichner's land to create a buffer with nearby residential areas and he was like no i'm not going to sell that to you for eight hundred twenty-four thousand dollars and eight hundred twenty-four nine hundred eighty thousand dollars whatever that number is um two months later chicago when yeah sorry buddy um this is going to make the area better. So you're just going to have to do that. And it 
plan to invoke its eminent domain power to transfer Eichner's property to the company. And Chicago identified it as uh, identified in ostensible public use. Uh, the city needed to travel the land to the factory because otherwise it may be uh, it may become a blighted area. That for those keeping score, that's the government deciding to steal your land from you and give it to someone else because they think you're going to turn it into a blighted area. Or if right, that you are going not that you're going to turn it, just that if these people don't get it, it will be become it will become a blighted area. And it's not that it is a blighted area. Yeah, that it, that it might, might be one be one. Yeah. Um, and many of you are probably sitting there thinking, how is this possible? This can't be mm. real. There is. Nope. That doesn't sound constitutional at all. And you would be right. Um, but this is all possible because of Kello versus New London in 2005, the same year that Bill Cosby signed a non prosecutorial <laughs> agreement. It's all coming together <laughs> <laughs> with the state or commonwealth of pennsylvania um this happened in new london connecticut Um, theory confirmed (laughs) new london connecticut approved an integrated development plan uh to revitalize its economy uh in respondent city through its development agent uh purchased most of the property earmarked for the project from willing sellers but initiated condemnation proceedings when petitioners uh the owners of the rest of the properties refused to sell now right at the time new london was not an upscale area um i I don't know if it is now um and they had a factory that shut down a company that you hear all the time about in the news today because they made a vaccine, uh, decided that they wanted to open up their factory there. But in order to do that, they wanted to uh, make like a river walk and the uh, make a river walk and like increase some business. And right. New London said, well, yeah, that could potentially help our area become less distressed. Yeah. And increased um, tax revenue. Yeah. Right. So Suzette Kello and eight other property owners sued the city and state court, challenging the use of eminent domain for the project. They argue that because their properties were being taken for sale to private entities. Yes, that's what was happening. It was yep. being sold. Part of it was being sold to Pfizer, who was going to own all of that. And then they were going to rent the property on top of it to the different businesses. Um, the takings were not for public use as required by the Fifth Amendment. Because they weren't. Because that's would not argue, public use. <laughs> some would argue that Susan Kello, Suzette Kello was right. Um, yeah. The trial court partially granted the plaintiff's requests for an injunction partially where the city had planned to use the property to support the park and Marina. The court found that the taking was not a valid exercise of eminent domain. So the only, so basically the only part that could even be remotely construed as public use. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not, not but, eminent domain. Yeah. But the takings were held valid for parcels where the city planned to put Office space. Private office space. Private That's the office part they space. said was okay. Yeah. Right. And a 5 4 
Supreme Court majority sided with trial court and allowed a local government to bulldoze the working class neighborhood so that private developers would have to would have a blank slate uh, in order to build a luxury hotel, a conference center and other amenities. Now, if this sounds like the exact opposite of what eminent domain is supposed to be used for, there are many people out there who agree with you. In fact, a few years ago, on the exact same day, Maxine Waters spoke against this ruling. This was the same day that Rush Limbaugh the man who probably agreed with Maxine Waters once spoke against this ruling yep. for the same reasons. Yep. So according to the Supreme Court, this unsavory land grab qualified as a legitimate use of the city's eminent domain powers because the city has carefully formulated an economic development plan that it believes will provide appreciable benefits to the community. Tax revenue. Tax revenue. Because again, they left out the park and marina. The one thing that you could even begin to, which even that would be unjustified, but even remotely begin to say, well, it's for the community, a park and a marina. Who doesn't love parks and marinas? They'd said no to that part. But the office space part. So when they're saying appreciable benefits to the community, they mean tax revenue. They mean that your house can be stolen from you if someone wants to build something on it that will generate more tax revenue. Well, they don't sell it that way. They say, well, this is going to create jobs for the community. But that means tax revenue. That means tax Um, revenue. According to Justice John Paul Stevens, what really mattered was city officials had a plan and that they firmly believed that their plan was in the city's best interest. Um, More on that later. Yeah. uh, All that the Supreme Court had left to do, according to Stevens, was grant the government officials broad latitude in determining what public needs justify the use of the take... Broad latitude in determining what public needs justify the use of the taking powers. So that means that if your local government says, uh, we really need we really need an ice cream shop where your house is, because according to uh, environmental studies and uh, whatever else, um, whatever studies they do, it would do really well right where your house is. And we think it would be good. It would be good for the economy and it would be good for the city because yeah. we need ice cream there and it would create jobs. You would and because we house. did an economic impact study and created a plan. More on that plan yeah. later, by the way. So after this travesty, this absolute travesty of a judgment by the Supreme Court, um, New York, the state, proceeded to tear down homes and businesses in order to make way for the Brooklyn Nets. I think they're still the Nets. I don't remember. Brooklyn's basketball team. Yeah. Just tore it down because 
they needed a basketball arena there and it was going to be good for the economy, the local economy. Um, homes and businesses in Harlem were ripped up in order to make extra campus space for Columbia University. And many of you out there might be thinking, isn't Columbia a private university that charges exorbitant fees for people to go yep. there? And can't yep. they afford this to like mm-hmm. purchase land on their own? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and guess who was primarily targeted for the tear down of homes and businesses in the progressive utopia of New York City? Mostly in poor Brooklyn black and brown people. <laughs> yeah, in, in Brooklyn and Harlem. First, first, but also not the first time that's happened. Central Park is where uh, there used to be the the black communities in New York City. They tore that up. And so to you know make sure to never do that again, they literally did it again. And this time, they didn't even do it for a park. They did it for highly profitable, major private businesses. And you can thank the Kilo decision for that. Yep. Now, you might be thinking, I'm certain that it was... Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was fighting so hard against Kilo back in the day. Mm -hmm. And you, my friend, would be wrong. Um, Any such. Oh, sorry. Uh, Any. Sorry. This was a how the Supreme Court ruled in the Brooklyn Arena case. I, I jumped ahead a little bit. Any such limitation upon the sovereign power of eminent domain as it come as it has come to be defined in the urban renewal context is a matter for the legislature, not the courts. Read that. I'm going to read that again. Any such limitation upon the sovereign power of eminent domain, as it has come to be defined in the urban renewal context is a matter for the legislature, not the courts. That means that your local governments now get to decide. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. We can just, and they're right. Because of Kilo, they're right. It is now your local city council that gets to go, hey, uh, good news, bad news. Uh, good news, uh, we got this really great plan. We, we, we hired an a architect and a, you know economic uh, advisor, and we did an impact study. And it turns out, here's where the bad news is, uh, you, we got to take your land and use it to build a uh, you know, mini mall, theme park, whatever the hell expansion for some major business you're going to get pennies on the dollar what its actual market value would be if you held out because that's the thing people will say oh well it's okay because they're getting money no no no. the federal you have a situation where the city government's deciding what your property's worth based usually on its assessment value which is usually very very low instead of what its actual market value would be which is what happens when a big business comes to you and the first five or six times you say no i like it here and so they have to actually offer you really good money, more than what you would sell it for in normal circumstances. And now yeah. you, you know, that so you get robbed of that opportunity or to just say, no, I don't want to do it. And I don't care if you want to expand your theme park or whatever. Um, as Clarence Thomas said, this petition, the, the Eichner versus Chicago provides us or provided us the opportunity to correct the mistake that the court made in the Kelo decision. That decision was wrong the day it was decided. It remains wrong today. 
Failure to step in today not only deserves the Constitution and our precedent, it also leaves in place a legal regime that benefits those citizens with disproportionate influence and power in the political process, including large corporations and development firms, especially large corporations and development firms. Now, you might be saying, probably not, but you might be saying, yeah, but Spike, but at least one good thing is that all this development's happening and it's benefiting the citizens, right? Because, you know, government's good at economic development. Well, let's go back to Kilo. Guess what's happening with that property? Just guess. Matt, you want to take a guess at how that property's doing that was seized and they bulldozed an entire residential community? Guess what's going on with that property right now? I'm guessing not a lot. Uh, I'm guessing that uh, Pfizer, the company who is was opening the the uh, the 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 plant there, the whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm betting that Pfizer uh, came in, uh, did not uh, put forth any money towards the project, and the project sort of died. That's my yes. guess. That well, you are a very smart man. You might win Jeopardy tonight <laughs> because that land is still vacant. Not the factory part; they they definitely built that. But the part that well, they the sold on the public, there. the factory oh, okay. was already there. The factory was already there. Oh, okay, okay. But they were going to do additional. Yeah. So that part never happened. It's still vacant now. Something like sixteen years. Yeah, sixteen years later. 16 years later. It's still vacant. It's not going to be developed. And by the way, why would you develop something in New London, Connecticut, if you know that the city can step in and just steal it from you? It turns out that when the government lets everyone know that they can just take stuff from you whenever they want to, to be able to give it to someone more powerful, no one wants to do anything there. Because central planning is a uniquely terrible way to do economic development. And this is yet another example. It's immoral. It violates your rights. It is straight up theft by taking. It also doesn't work. Yeah. So that's Uh, the note we're ending this show on. (laughs) That's the great news that we have. That's the great, great news, everyone. Great news, everyone. Um, Joe Vasquez says, uh, Vasquez says, the government isn't good at anything except wasting money. Yeah, and killing people. Although they're not really efficient at killing people. They just do it a lot. But yeah, they're really good at wasting money. And putting people in cages. Again, a lot of the stuff that they do, it's not necessarily that they're good at it or efficient at it. They just, that's really all they do. But the wasting money part, no, they're fantastic at that. Yeah. Just wonderful. Uh, great at wasting money. Oh, yeah. Great at wasting money and kicking poor people out of their houses. Um, so, oh, uh, something Andrea is mentioning. Uh, it's called smart growth, um, and this is yeah. The Cato Institute has talked about this. So this is called the smart growth plan. And if uh, the county does this, they get federal money. So they actually get federal in, in, in inducement, incitement to do this. So not only do they get, you know, the cronies pushing them to steal your property, but the federal government helps offset it. And that doesn't matter if you vote Republican or Democrat. You get more and more of that. This is not going to end until we take 
government back for the people and take the power back for the people and dismantle all of this stuff. It's not going to come from the same fake champions who show up and go, I'm going to vote for just, I'm going to fight for justice. I'm going to fight, fight for smaller government. No, they're not. No, they're not. Their parties, their respective parties would not let them rise to a level of prominence if they actually did it. Look what they did to Justin Amash. Look what they do to Thomas Massey anytime he tries to really do anything of any real import. Uh, Look what they turned Rand Paul into. They're not going to do it. That party's not going to do it. We have to replace all of them. Yeah. So... Speaking of replacing all of If you want really great news. Okay. In just a few minutes, as soon as we're done here, you can find us. I think right here, actually. You don't even have to you don't even have to change the channel. You don't even have to go anywhere. You will be we will be right back here for Libertarian Jeopardy. Libertarian Jeopardy. It says 10, but it's already past 10. How weird that we'd be late to something. Um, and and um, so as soon as this ends... Su- super uh, fan Sarah Anderegg is taking calls about how we're late. <laughs> oh, whatever. Um, hey, welcome to Money Waters Media, folks. <laughs> so, folks, uh, so we're going to be starting Libertarian Jeopardy. Um, so, folks, be sure to tune into that. Uh, Matt... Uh, you have uh, uh, our no tomorrow is my fellow Americans and we have a guest cooked up for you. You're not going to believe who it is because I don't know yet. Um, but we have a great guest uh, tomorrow at 8 p.m. Uh, and then on Thursday, uh, you have the writer's block. Who's your guest? I do. I have Vicky Rose. Vicky yes. Rose is going to be t- talking about the tunica event. The tunica event. Vicky Rose, head of the uh, Mississippi Libertarian Party, and uh, and then we will be seeing you hopefully. Uh, and if you, we aren't, if you aren't there physically, we'll be live streaming. I'm sure quite a bit from the tunica event in Horseshoe Casino, the right one, not the furry one. And uh, and uh, we will we will see you there uh, Sunday at three. Tune in for uh, an episode of uh, Cajun and Eskimo. They are doing, with- so they are doing Friday this week. Oh, they're doing Friday. Oh, because it's going to be at the at because, the event. right. Okay, so Friday this week. Do you know what time? No, you're not going to believe what time. So that's on Friday, I, I, and then yeah. Monday is no the next episode of Mister America: The Bearded Truth. I don't. I think that's the Monday after. I think he's doing every. Oh, okay, starting the following. Okay, so next yeah. next Tuesday, right back here, same muddy place, same muddy time. Spike Cohen, Matt Wright. Jason freaking lion, Mr. America, the bearded truth himself. We're going to be torturing him for some reason. I don't know why, but tune in for that. And uh, tune so we'll in, in just tune in, tune in, tune in. This I, weekend. I don't want to do this show anymore. I'm done with this show. I don't want to. Do That's it. what you get for Matt. Jason for doing James Ray's thing last week. <laughs> Sure. Um, uh, so, Matt, if someone wanted to find more terrible puns like that on the internet, is that even possible? And if so, and if so, how? Don't ever, please. It don't would be possible. That. Stop <laughs> saying that. that and Usix. If I never hear Tuninica or Usix ever again, it'll be too soon. All one would have to do is go to Anchor.fm/slash/MuddiedWaters. I wrote the bill. Pay them while you're. You can hear all of our episodes at anchor.fm slash muddied waters. 1.9 trillion episodes. <laughs> and you can. I'm getting dirty looks from superfan Sarah Anderegg. Hey, but you Sarah. can leave us messages that we will play live 
on the show. And if you are, answer your questions. We love you. We love you. And if you are so inclined, you can leave us money that would be instrumental in helping us eat. It's consequential. 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 Survive. You can give us consequential money. You can. Money of consequence. Or you can find us in every other episode of MuddyWatersMedia.com. MuddyWatersMedia.com. Well, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you in just a few more minutes uh, for uh, Libertarian Jeopardy. And we uh, thank you so much again for tuning in. We'll see you soon. And where we're going, we don't need roads.